In today's episode of Skating in Circles, we get to hear from a very inspiring individual who runs Burning Spider Stoke Company. This is a skate shop located in Kansas City, Missouri, but it's actually much more than that. And we are going to learn all about it from the man himself. So please join me in welcoming Joe Burnham to the podcast. Hello and welcome to Skating in Circles. I'm joined today by Joseph Burnham. Joe, how you doing? Doing great, doing great, doing great. Got out and skated today, so I'm I'm just doing awesome. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So, uh, so the people know. Let's find out where where are you right now. I am in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. And how long have you lived there? Uh, we have been. I've been in Kansas City for about twenty three years at this point in time. But the shop has been here for this is our eleventh year. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so I have a question that is kind of ambiguous, but I know you're going to have a good answer for me. And that is, what motivates you? Oh, man, what motivates me? I Dude, so many like, oh, man, you're just like, you're like boom, yo, what motivates you, Joey B? Um, look, yeah. there's, there is probably, there's a lot of different like, little things. I've always... I've always had a drive or something like that to always kind of like work my hardest and, and not that I ever have to be the best at something, but I'm, I've always, always like, you know, you, I, I just care a bunch. And so, and so the, that caring about something tends to come out as like, you know, I just start, I just jump into it and, and kind of give everything to it. So, that's what that's that's a lot of what kind of motivates me. I I, I always try to be, you know, like like okay, uh, I I guess uh, you know some other stuff. Be like you know I I kind of have a pet peeve about people that just complain about stuff and then don't have like a solution. Like like if they just all they ha- if if any if the only thing someone brings to me is all the problems that they're facing. That's that's all they got. Like is this problem, and then 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 this problem, this problem. Like, okay, well, you know, look, this is the first problem. Like, let's let's solve this thing, and they haven't even got anything on that. Like, I'm like, man, that's that's brutal. Like, you got to start solving that stuff and figuring stuff out and trying different things, and a lot of that really has kind of motivated me a lot just to do the best I can, you know, figure stuff out. It's not always going to be easy. Yeah. So you would say like finding solutions and solving problems. So even today, just before the episode, we were having some trouble getting the recording set up. And you even said like, let's just take some time and try and figure it out. Otherwise we're never going to know. Click this button. Yeah. Yeah. Jack this button around, you know, Oh, Hey, next time this happens, I'm just going to freaking do this. And then bam, easy peasy solutions dude solutions that's how you learn yeah yep so this is a skateboarding podcast we got to know when was your first time riding a skateboard my first time riding a skateboard would have had to have been when i was around like 17 and a half 18 years old was my first time on a skateboard like 
really given to go and, and, you know, went out and bought a complete, my business partner, Billy Angus, uh, was the skateboarder in my life. Uh, cause at that point in time, I was actually doing a lot of aggressive inline skating. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and so I was like, okay, dude, I want to try the skateboard. And it was kind of, Billy was kind of one of those dudes when we were coming up and kids, like he was the dude I session with, like we'd skate, I'd get off work and we'd go skate, uh, until like three o'clock in the morning and I'd wake up and go to school. And that's kind of what we did, but he, he would, uh, he was a skateboarder and I was an aggressive inline dude, but we both had a desire to build ramps and, and like, you know, and then we started attracting a lot more people, uh, just because we had these ramps in this parking lot that we had permission to use and, and bam. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, that was back in 17. So I, I tried it out to, you know, Hey, you know, Billy tried inlines. I should try skateboarding. Let me see how this works. And all I did was cruise around. Like that's all. it was just like the standard popsicle. It wasn't a longboard at all. Um, cool. and I didn't really do anything with that, like at all until I didn't step on another skateboard then until I was 30. Um, so that was, would have been 2010. And then, so there the longboarding just like, I felt like exploded like right about that time and it was just everywhere or I just became completely obsessed with it. No, I think you're, I think you're right. Um, the scene exploded in 2010 era and you're, when you started even you're, you're talking like 97 is when you had that pop yep, school. 97. So yeah. that's like right when longboard started to become a thing and when skateboarding started to become cool again. So it's, it's no surprise that you ended up back into it. Yep. And it dude, the, the way that the longboard moved really is really what kind of captivated me. It was, it was like, dude, like, Oh my God, like this is kind of the motion I've been chasing through all of this inline skating stuff. And then, you know, I did mountain biking and rock climbing and skydiving and exploring all these different ways to kind of, uh, to, to live and, and, and exist really. And, and yeah, that longboarding, whoo, that was, that was good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Still here. Still at it. The best way I've heard it described is like a magic carpet ride. Dude. Yeah, because you're so fully. low to the ground, but you're you're flowing, you know, kind of mm-hmm. side to side at times. And we just did we just did the fifty miler earlier today, and uh, that was you know it's all all kind of paved trail for the most part. There's some city skating because we skate from the shop to like one trailhead, and and do just all the little dips in the concrete and. And once you get up to a certain speed, you know, like a little bit past that 12 mile an hour mark, you can just kind of glide along and use that just enough force to be able to kind of like, you know, pump into it a little bit or, ah, oh, dude, so, so good. And then you get like, you get like seven hours of that action. Heck yeah. Sign me up twice. So you did a 50 mile ride today? Uh-huh. Nice. Nice. And you're saying you can go straight from your skate shop. Yep out to what is it a trail or what do you ride well i've uh we've got it it's a trail so it's a series of trails actually so there is kansas city itself has uh like five kind of paved trails mostly paved trails and i've figured out how to get 
couple of them linked up like from the shop to the trailhead of the Missouri side of, of one of these trail systems. And what's really rad about that is that, okay, so it's 12 and it's like 12, 12 and a half miles from here to the trailhead. And then it's a total, it's a 25 and a half, 25 mile long trail. That's all but maybe a quarter mile of it is paved or, or three, three quarters of a mile is, is not is like hard packed clay. So it's kind of, kind of poopy in that one spot, but everything else is just, just these cool trails that run you through these really secluded parts of town. You're, you're just, there's so many little dips and dives in there. And so we went from here to the halfway point of the trail, which basically makes it a 25 mile kind of down there to there. And the way the trail is situated is that it, goes uphill basically for the most part all the way to the kansas side and then we do that first and then we turn around and then do the downhill part basically all the way back uh through and uh it makes for a really really good time really good time it was fun yeah i imagine so that's that sounds incredible we don't have much like that up here in maine we don't have many paved trails so just here oh no way you have a 25 mile uh, it sounds like a 25 mile climb from what you said, basically. Oh, uh, basically it's climb. Like it's, there's a lot of, there's ups and downs and twists and turns. And, you know, maybe a few cracks here and there you got to deal with. And uh, it's, but it's really fun to skate. Like I, I, we skate it at least once a month. Like on the first Sunday of the month, typically we're, we're like, yo, let's go out to the Indian Creek trail. And I had three dudes. I had two other dudes with me today. Uh, uh, Rydog and uh, and Tomka. Cool. I was gonna say, who who is we? Do you have a crew that you assemble? Yeah, we got we got the we got the we got the Burning Spider stoked community, man. Like the uh, I feel like the promise of Facebook, how they were they were like, oh, you know, build your communities on here and do all this sort of stuff on our platform, and then you did, and then they kind of pull you with this nonsense. We're like. You know, one of the things I feel that makes a a community really, really rad to be a part of is going out and skating with the community. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's a chill spot, whether it's a more advanced spot, like whatever, like being able to communicate, yo, I feel the need to go out here and skate this spot. This is kind of what you can expect. You know, just the details of the session, man. And if you, if I, if I get, like, okay, I mean, it's not a big number, but if I get like 2,000 people on my Facebook group and one person wants to skate and he's the only person that's posted that day and Facebook was like, eh, you know, like, I'm not going to notify anyone that this post was even made, you know, there's only going to get so many things, you know, going on and uh, you know, I just don't feel like sharing this kind of post. Like you can go back through if you're an admin on any of those Facebook groups and you can see that, yo, this this very polite, nicely written, concisely written post isn't getting shared. But if some dude hops on there and starts dropping a bunch of crazy hate speech or F-bombs or any stuff like that, like like all of a sudden, like, boom, everybody gets tagged in that. Dude, like we had a, dude, we did a test on our Facebook group, Kansas City Longboard Community, just here recently. And 
I was like, yo, so when you guys want a session, I was like, write just a bunch of cuss words. Like, just doesn't even make sense. And they did. And then, dude, everyone got tagged in. So, like, and even, like, on a, on a business level with that, like, dude, I, you know, worked hard. And I'm getting all these likes on my business Facebook profile, right? And, and we're, we're doing what they tell us to do. And then you get to a point with any post, like, yo, I would love to be able to post on my Facebook to the Facebook community. Hey, we're going to go be over here and we're going to skate over here. Yo, there's a Stoke Clinic this weekend and da-da-da-da-da. But even if I do a, a catchy post and make, you know, well-written or any of that sort of good stuff, not the words matter on Facebook, but if I get it going and it's a cool post, Facebook is like, yo, this post is doing so good. Like, it's better than 85% of your other posts. If you want us to share it to the rest of your following, pay us $5. Like, <laughs> excuse me? That's extortion, dude. Like, that's not the way it was supposed to. Really? You're making billions off of our information and you want me to. I'm just trying to skate with my community and you guys are, you know, mucking up the works on that. So we've been using Discord. And so so we started a Discord server and what's been really, really cool with Discord's kind of like set. I mean, it's really simple, um, although like some of our members of our community who are more into coding are starting to kind of like, Hey, what if we can like, you know, use Strava's feed and post that to the, like when, when any of our members get like, you know, set up like with our Strava, we can post their miles, you know, automatically to, to, to the mode distance uh, spoke on our, on our server. Um, then we could keep track of it and, you know, kind of, you know, kind of gamify it a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, that'd be really cool. Like as a community to reflect on like, yo, Hey, we skated like, you know, so many hundred miles or something like that this year. Like that's, uh, that would be really, really rad. So there's a lot of cool potential in that. And, and the other cool thing that we've been using discord. So we've got the other two people in, in the community that did the push with me is they've got that voice box channel on there. And basically, so we you can log into those things. Like we just did one of our voice boxes on the push. And so basically, you have in-game chat. If everyone's got headphones and earbuds, you're talking with each other while you're skating. And especially with all how windy stuff is and everything like that, you you you're not you may not even be far apart from each other, but it gets kind of lonely. And dude, dude, we're playing, dude, I'm... <laughs> We had this, so Rydog, one of the dudes that rode with us today, we came up with this game where, okay, if you're the first dude in line, you say howdy to the first person you meet. The second dude says howdy, howdy. And then the third person says howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> and then ideally, if you have a fourth person, then it would just keep going. Yeah. But so we're, we're, you know, giggling as we're, you know, sweating or, you know, just exhausting ourselves today it was it was uh sub 90 degrees but it was it was it was still really warm it was still really warm but yeah so it's been the cool a cool feature of of the discord and kind of figuring out ways to use that to oh just make all the skates fun we've even used it uh for like spotter chats so when we do other out, outlaw events uh you can generally if you have signal if you're in the city because there's so much cool stuff to skate in the city we generally have signal, and so I can have 
all of the spotters who were in the community probably uh, log into that spotter chat and we can talk about stuff, you know, almost instantly up and down the hill. So um, it's helped us run events and all sorts of things. Yeah, that's incredible, actually. I, I love that idea. I never thought about doing like a voice chat while skating. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, it was a lot. Of, it's a lot of fun. It really keeps your uh, your sometimes you get especially if you're by yourself you know what i'm saying you get kind of like oh i'm not going as good as i want and you know yada 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 and and so it's it's cool to have your buddies right there you know i mean they're right there with you on the push but it's still dude this thing has worked out so on so many cool levels my wife drives our vehicle to turnaround point fills up our water all that sort of good stuff you know we have a little snack whatever she'll hop on the group chat while we're skating. Hey, uh, you guys still on, you know, on time and yada, 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 and check up with us. Uh, so, you know, it's a good way to kind of like be able to kind of keep in touch with, with, you know, support crew. Um, if we have, we have people that don't really, you know, maybe they're brand new to it and they can't push 25 miles. Hey, where are you guys at? What direction are you heading? And we've skated that trail enough now that I'm like, okay, I know generally what pace I I normally push. I can generally tell them what time we're going to be around their area. And so we'll have people hop in and hop out of that and skate with us as be- as much as they can. Um, and it's really helped a lot with getting people that otherwise probably, you know, might not have gotten out because – okay, hey, I don't know where the trailhead is. I don't know where you guys are. I kind of want to skate with you, you know. Like, okay, you know, if I can tell them, especially if the trail you're familiar with, you can tell them, park here, skate this direction, and we'll be along shortly, you know, especially if they're newer rider, your more experienced riders are going to be able to catch up with them anyway. So it's been, it's worked out really, really good. I, I think you've pointed out a couple of different things here, right? How poorly social media can work for you, right? Like with the Facebook, you were saying this person wrote a really nice post. They just want someone to skate with, but it's not getting any visibility Mm -hmm. when it probably should. And it would probably do well if the right people saw it. Right. Right. And then on the other hand, what you've done is you've taken matters into your own hands, right? You've created this discord channel and used it in such a way to solve logistics problems when you have events, which I think is really incredible and a lot of people could learn from that events sessions dude like our weekly sessions now post up on there like so many different things it's been it's been really rad you know like dude we did uh we just dropped a video on our youtube channel for the community kickoff so it's a big event that we do on the third saturday in um or the third weekend in april because really now it's taken up like three days of three days of skating across a bunch of different stuff. Well, day on the downhill day, the plan was to get to the hill early and pick up bags. Cause there's a lot of people that, that dump stuff there and garbage. And so we were going to pick up the hill and have them in bags and, you know, do some, do some kind of cool stuff before we, we, you know, skated the hill basically. And uh, I showed up and there was another event on the hill for something completely different. What? And so, so I'm like, okay, crap. I need to direct all of these people now to a whole other, like, and luckily I had, you know, two or three backup hills. 
went to the second hill that also had a cleanup thing. So like prevented me from really doing a safe downhill event, you know, kind of thing like there. And so then I had my third, my, my ACE, uh, and it, it worked out well, but even despite all of that, dude, we got done with the event and enough time to go out and eat pizza in the middle of everything before we did the slide jam. And all of that was like, yo, I could tell the entire community exactly where to go park, you know, oh, hey, you know, that did not work out here. Come to this place. It's good now. And dude, yeah, it's 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 a really, really, really great tool. Amazing tool. So many, so many different things. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So we've been talking, you've been saying we a lot, and you mentioned your crew is the Burning Spider Stoke Company crew, whatever you yeah, call we, yourselves. There's there's like there's like the core guys we call the Burning Spider Stoked uh the Burning Spider Stoke crew. Um and then our server is the Burning Spider Stoked community. Um so yeah, and the the crew is like a lot of the dudes that come to like I kind of sponsorship for stores is kind of a weird thing. I think I know I feel that in, in a lot of stores cases, like the, the idea is like, yo, let me, you know, the best skater, the best skater, the best skater. But for me, man, like dude, it's community. Isn't one store. It's not one guy. It's, it's people that show up. It's people that, put forth the energy to or at least match the energy or at least bring some kind of energy, you know, to the events and, and, and show up to these things and also spread the word about these things and bring other people to them and are actively out there, you know, like, uh, you know, lack of better terms, repping, man, like, you know, bringing people to it. Uh, you know, the, so a lot of the people to me, that are i consider like the stoke crew like the homies these dudes are helping me run events they're you know they want to compete but man you know like they also know like dude there's a lot of stuff to do and i mean i'm gonna try to do it however i can whatever i can by myself or with one or two people like i'm pretty good at getting by on some pretty sparse stuff so so like the more people but you know the dudes that get it are the ones that see oh hey you know, I made this event that much better. Like then they start getting empowered and they start, you know, bringing that, bringing that, bringing that, bringing that. And then it's like, yo, it's not just, it's not just me. It's not just, you know, even, you know, Billy or, or, you know, any of the parts of the, you know, legal burning spider stoke company kind of thing. But, but do you, you know, you got to have those people in the, in the community with you. Cause if not, you know, what are you doing? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, Burning Spider Stoke—that's also the name of your uh, skate shop, right? Or no? The Burning. So this is this is you're gonna find that everything we do fits inside of a BSSC initials. So the actual name of the company is the Burning Spider Stoke Company, um, and then the stuff we do is like the Bernie Spider Stoke Clinics, the Bernie Spider Stoke Crew, Bernie Spider. And now the game, because it's gone on so long doing that, now the game, everything that we come up with, 
we try to figure out some way that it fits in the BSSC. Right. So where, where does the name come from? So Burning Spider, um, my last name is Burnham. Um, and, and my business partner and best friend, Billy Angus, when we were kids, teenagers, his nickname was Spider. So one thought was like, okay, Burnham Spider, but that sounded like a really weird law law firm and that's not really our style <laughs> so then i was like burning spider and i'm like burning spider i'm like oh that sounds kind of sounds kind of cool dude like let me google it like what's what am i up against on the internet right now like burning spider wise and literally the only thing on the internet at the time was people setting spiders on fire on youtube and i was like dude like no matter what else we do if people remember burning spider it's that and longboarding were set. Like there's nothing to compete against. Kind of avoided necessarily using skate shop in the title, just because there's so many like ourselves, like e- even myself. Like I've done so many different, you know, type of. Uh, I guess you know I'm a child of the '90s, so extreme sports you know, like aggressive and like I've got that background and the mountain biking and skydiving and yada, 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 yada. So in street loops, dude, that stuff's really, really freaking cool. So like we wanted to kind of keep ourselves like, yo, if, if we have the opportunity to be able to sell, you know, street luges or drift trikes, those, those look like a good time. Uh, We've had some people around here that have used drift trikes. Like we didn't want to necessarily be, kind of shoehorned into just okay you're just a skate shop like that's our focus but it'd be cool to do some street luge it'd be sick to do some street luge we just haven't got there yet i don't think you need to limit yourself i think that's yeah exactly great great way to look at it it's fun stuff brings people together so you do these sunday stoke clinics right i want to hear more about this it's every second Sunday of the month, it looks every like? Every second Sunday of the month. This next one is July 9th. Um, and it will be our official, like, nine years of doing these. Every single month. Uh, minus, you know, like, weather and stuff like that sometimes. Like, you know, we can't do it in the weather. The The big reason that we, we did these was... The, the kids at the time, and, and especially when we started it nine years ago, there was already starting to be kind of like fallout in the community. Like as people kind of started pushing themselves, they would get injured and they would, you know, not want to skate anymore. You know, they hurt their body doesn't want to do, you know, they go and got insurance, you know, stuff like that. So, so there was a lot of people that I started skating with that, have kind of like slowed down or, or stopped skating, you know, for uh, one reason or the other. And the challenge around Kansas city is that we don't really have flat areas. Like there's hills everywhere. Like there's ups and downs and ups and downs. It's not hard. Like even the hill that we teach on the, the where the Stoke clinic is at um, is also a big part of it, but, but you can hit, like on a 63 millimeter fatty hog wheel, we radar to kid at 30 miles an hour. Like, so it's not hard to go fast accidentally around here. And so a lot of people will, will start out on a discount board because they don't know if they like it and instantly find themselves 
at the top end of that board's capability. And then they, they're at the end of those things and then they get destroyed before they even have a chance to, to coast man and, and just enjoy the wind in their hair, dude. So, so our big thing at the Stowe clinic, like we start people out by teaching them how to foot break. If they've never stood on a skateboard before, there's a way we have a little game that we play that we can kind of trick people into skating basically. Cause I do, we've got like three-year-olds to 69-year-olds. We got people that have never stepped foot on skateboards before, sponsored riders. It's such a cool mix of, of people and skill levels and, and even physical abilities in a lot of cases. It's, it's been really, really, it's been a, a cool thing to not only get people hopefully started in a way that, won't injure them right out the gate um and also learn how to teach that kind of more effectively yeah so we we teach foot breaking first and then we go from foot breaking and work on carving and pumping and then from there we uh, a new addition that we just started doing this year was we take them on a little cruise because one of the cool things about kessler park where we teach at is it's it is the flattest two and a half miles in kansas city there's only 41 feet of elevation gain and drop across that whole thing. Um, and there's no cars allowed in the park. Just a really, really cool place. And so we take them on a little cruise to this waterfall and they come back. And then if they want to practice, you know, if they want to start going up the hill a little bit, we start them at the bottom. And it's just and then we got dudes the 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 other side of the hill that we're kind of situated in this island or whatever at the bottom. And you, there's the go fast side, basically. And there's dudes doing 30, 35, you know, full view of brand new riders. So they get to see how fast they're going. They get to see how their foot is positioned. And so that's been kind of the goal, like sweet, like, let me get people started. And if they're really, really excited about that, and, and they keep moving and they're inspired to keep moving in this way. Like, okay, even if they can't tolerate the way I taught, if I can get them skating and I can teach them to slow down, they don't ever have to come back to another Stoke clinic if they don't want. But what's really, really cool is at that upper end skill level where it starts to get, you know, kind of like there's some serious consequence going on. Mm -hmm. The community steps up. And is really, really open to, you know, new people asking questions, you know, kind of challenging some things that maybe newer people are kind of assuming about, you know, going faster or doing more technical stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that we teach it because of, you know, it, I mean, it's some high risk stuff. Um, and especially before, you know, I get, you know, a brand new writer, who comes along and they're like, Oh, I want to learn to go, you know, 35 miles an hour on my board. I'm like, okay, dude, well, do you know how to foot break? And they're like, you don't even know if I'm goofy or regular. Like, okay, <laughs> well, there's some things we should figure out first before we start going, uh, uh, before you start standing on your board, like, let's go through these things that, that you need to kind of know and have a, a, a loose understanding of. Right. But generally in like a two hour period, man, we've got, we've got people, started enough that you know uh, like i said it's a few people that don't ever come back they learn just enough or they come to two or three clinics and figure out what kind of boards because we've got these the boards uh we've got some boards that uh loaded donated to us Very cool. um and yeah really really cool guys and some wheels it's all outfitted out you know really really good things and 
the whole community brings their quivers out. So some sometimes there's stuff the shop doesn't have anymore because they're older stock, you know, items or right. But what's cool is that like everyone's chill with everyone kind of using it and testing it and getting it kind of dinged up in a lot of ways. And so once again, the community just kind of comes through and knocks it out of the park, dude, and makes everyone feel welcome. And we've got a high number of of like kids on the spectrum that come out and dude they we we get along well with those dudes like those guys are really really we have just an absolute blast like um yeah really really fun really really fun stuff yeah i mean the community is a huge part of that right uh making people people feel welcome and making people feel comfortable you pointed out sort of the two ends of of what you see is some people who are overconfident and they just want to go fast right away. And then on the other side, there's people who are timid and they are, you know, more cautious. They're even maybe scared to ask questions. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of skateboard culture that kind of has made like sometimes asking questions like, Oh, you don't know. And then, you know, they're, you know, uh, you're not a part of the cool kids club or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of that around, man. And that's, that's dude. I get, I get kids that do. We have this amazing experience of setting up their first skateboard. And the first question they ask right before they leave is like, is like, well, like if I'm holding my trucks like this way, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, if they're, they're mall grabbing it basically like, dude, what, what about people that don't like my me mall grabbing my board? And and me even having to address that to a ten year old like just kind of rages me out, dude. Like I'm like, man, like a ten year old like gets gets who's giving you like look, I you know, I always I'm like, dude, if anyone anyone is making fun of you about any of the goofy ways you hold your skateboard, you don't have to listen to a single word they say. <laughs> I was like, those people don't have enough sense like it's skateboard it's a toy dude calm down like that's just it it's like like, dude like dude holy cow it's not that serious all this stuff that people make up have made up in the past people used to make fun of the skateboarders and then recently people made fun of scooters right and now scooters are badass again maybe they're not badass yet but they will be soon they've definitely gotten badass (laughs) there's some scooter dudes i would not do some stuff those some of those scooter guys oh my god like (laughs) that's not my jam but yeah and that's what i mean is like it's not popular now but it's always been cool right it's just waiting for people to get over it yeah yeah kind of get kind of it's like look dude we all got silly things we like to do like just because it's not your thing like take some breaths dude like it's all made up homie just breathe you don't look any less goofy on a street skateboard right yeah yeah you look in in knowing what i know about longboarding and you know the difference of moving through like an area on one or the other like i'm like man i i'm gonna look goofy but at least i'm gonna be comfortable uh, I want some big wheels. <laughs> give me some <laughs> like hundred millimeter. Just yeah, man. Give me through. give me some eighty mils mils and up, dude. Let me <laughs> let me let me be able to keep a plus ten miles an hour pace relatively easy, uh-huh. easier than otherwise. So, quick question about the Stoke clinics: Do you need waivers for like under eighteen or anything like that? Like, how do you handle all that stuff? 
So this is part of the gray area that we operate in. I don't get if you want to. I mean, I'm I'm pretty open with it. I mean, I'm we're a really we're a we're a chill shop. We're not. Well, I mean, we're a chill shop, dude. We're, we're not a very rich shop. We're not. We're not like. We, I, there's no way I would have enough money to have a lawyer. Um, no way in hell. Like, dude, I can't. I couldn't even. Like, no, thank you. Um, uh -huh. And and so and so we kind of ride this gray area of I am overly communicative with every single person that comes in the store about the dangers of what we're doing. Crazy stuff can happen. Like you could jack yourself up just stepping off your skateboard. You know, we provide helmets, we provide wrist guards, we provide knee pads. I feel that we're doing a good enough job. And really like if, if I was a lawyer and that lawyer goes to their website, okay, how much is this target worth? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, this guy is actually broke as fuck, <laughs> and he got probably if if he was any type of probably normal person, he would have closed his business down five years ago uh, and not kept being a uh, uh, a sustainability experimentalist and and <laughs> you know it's it's a it's a passion project is what I love to do. You know what I mean? Like, and I. I, I work so dang hard to learn all the stuff to to continue operating it, but it's not not a we're not a we're not a fancy shop at all. At all. And I'm kind of I do a lot of stuff, you know, on my own and, and it's just kind of how it is. And there's you know, that's one of the other things is dude, I I full on all the time. Um and there's there's so much only so much time you can do. And so with the waivers, we just I'm I'm like, look, like and if and you know, there's been, unfortunately, some people who are like, hey, like, I'm not physically fit enough to make it to the bottom of the hill. And I'm like, if you can't walk to the bottom of the hill, like, there's nothing like, I don't even know that it's a good idea that that's that's part of the entries. Yeah, I'm like, man, like, like, and, and you know, I kind of make our flyer a little bit. It's not vague. It's there's there's some things on there that'll help you find it. And there's some people that can't figure the flyer out so there's something there's things that i've done i feel like to kind of like hopefully capable people <laughs> that can figure stuff out like are the ones that make it to the bottom of the hill and then we can kind of teach and stuff like that and it, we've done been doing it long enough now that i've we've got this kind of formula to it and it's been interesting because people are people are chaos dude like you can put all the information in the world on you can on our flyer, it says bring a water bottle. Like you don't need you don't need to bring anything else. Bring a refillable water bottle. I'm not carrying 30 half empty freaking bottles of water back up the hill when we're done with this. Once again, <laughs> there's no cars allowed in the park. So we haul everything to the bottom of the hill because we have to park at the top of the hill sure. outside the park and then walk down that thing two to three or four times however long it takes to get all the gear down there and then we haul it back up and so i still get people uh is there anything to drink around here and did you bring a water bottle huh and i'm like <laughs> i do appreciate the attempts you've made to essentially stupid proof the event oh dude there's no there's no amount of that that people people are gloriously creative like <laughs> they don't even it it is it is 
been amazing to me kind of changing the flyer through the years because I've kept all the old flyers and presenting the information in different ways. And, and people still find ways to, to just be like, to read stuff differently than what I intended them to read it. Basically. It's like, okay, crap. Like that kind of messes up the flow. You know, next year I'm not going to do this next year. I'm not going to have this on there. So it's a, yeah, it's been wild, (laughs) but yeah. So that's why I don't really have waivers. It just kind of hopefully works out for the most part, I guess. And so far, dude, it's been nine years. We've only ever had to call, the ambulance once and it's such kind of a wild park dude if not for us it would have taken them a lot longer than an hour and a half to get into the park like they don't have addresses in the park so if we call 911 like this lady totally just came off the board stepped off the board with her front foot and dude jacked her ankle up it was it was heinous it was heinous dude heinous 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 that's brutal and like there was i was like i'm not medically trained i'm a retail dude like i just love skateboarding like you know like i'm not touching your ankle to do any type of fixing on it or anything but we made her really really comfortable we got the ambulance down there because we knew the ins and outs of the park we were able to get the ambulance in and out of there a lot faster than they would have otherwise but in in the nine years of us doing it that is the worst thing that's ever happened and we've still not had any any issues or anyone threatened to threaten to sue us knock on wood i mean we've just we've got a really cool community so it, it dude i'm so dang passionate about it like it, it's such a part of what we do i think that at this point in time like even if i'm like yo you know and there might be a time dude where it comes up where the city's like, you can't do this anymore. You know, you're, you're, you know, you know, you're hurting people and yada, yada, yada. And that would be a bummer. But I think even if the city made me stop advertising Stoke clinics and doing that sort of stuff, I, the session would still go on. Like people would still show up on the second Sunday and skate it, you know, and I probably would still show up on the second (laughs) Sunday and still skate it. Maybe we can't bring, maybe dude, maybe we can't bring boards and stuff like that, but I would still, bring my own board and then teach anyone that showed up, you know, we would just have to do it differently. I I really feel that it would be, it would just kind of change, you know, and that's kind of, I know like the, the tough part of doing like events and things like that, you know, you want to do things right. You want to do things safely. You want to do things in a way that is sustainable. I feel like natural to the community's flow and, and really, you know, you don't want to make it easy, easy, but you want to, you want to make it not a hassle to come to the event and do things. Yeah, know? that's great. Yeah. Um, so I guess if you could briefly tell me <laughs> about the Straupen Camp 2023. This is an event that has gone through many changes through the year. And just like you have an idea around an event and then you're like, okay, what what gets people stoked to come out and you know spend the time traveling to your to your location you know all these different little things with with any type of events right so Schroppen camp started really the first idea of it came when i discovered that there was a state park uh 69 miles away from the shop like nice. i didn't even make that up so it's even cooler that it's 69 like like 69.08, but you know, if it's not the full mile, it doesn't count, right? So anyway, 69 miles from the shop is this state park that you can pitch a tent and camp in, right? And we discovered this when I had when I got to skate from St. Louis to Kansas City. 
and we this is a park that we stayed at and i was like yo 600 miles from the shop like that would be cool like that you could you could skate there camp out and then skate back the next day like a double 69 mile day it's legal to skate on and we're basically on a state highway oh wow with a okay shoulder um but it's fully legal for us to be there like literally nothing they could do about it other than stop us oh, hey, you're wearing helmets. Wow, you guys actually kind of move. I didn't expect, you know, like like it's been really, it was really, really cool. Like we're, we're allowed to do this. This is part of, with, of our rights as citizens. And so we just turned it into an event called the Knob Noster Nasty. <laughs> um, and so we did that for several years. Uh, it's It was a tricky one because, you know, you had to, it was 12 mile kick out of town. And so we had to have everyone kind of stay close by there. And then once we got to like the main straight of the way of the highway, it's almost a straight shot highway with these dude, like it's such a trippy thing to be able to look five miles out and see the exit that you're skating towards. And then you drop down into a valley and then come back over and it's still that far away. And so you're doing these like dude, half mile to mile long uphills the downhill was so garbage and and rocky that you couldn't like you had to push even going downhill <laughs> um you couldn't ever like coast really right and so it was really brutal and then on top of that it's in june father's day weekend it's 100 degree temperature full sun no shade on the highway at all it was a brutal brutal event it's incredible honestly that you were able to do that either. it was it was nuts it was awesome. Yeah. I loved it, dude. I loved it. Well, well, that eventually we discovered that we had a lake to the north of us about an hour uh, in Smithville. This is where the the trail, it's a 20 mile, about it's a 20-ish, 22, 21 mile top to bottom paved trail, generally paved trail. And the trail runs right through the middle of all of the campgrounds. So you could, you know, you know, rent your tent spot for the day. And we could have an aid station set up right next to the campground. And so people could bring their kids a little bit easier, easier to to way easier to set up checkpoints because it's, you know, about 20 mile intervals and stuff like that. If you do have to evac, you know, way easier to get to. Um, we don't have to worry about anyone accidentally hitting, you know, the trailer cars or any of that sort of stuff. And so then it was just kind of like, okay, well, you know, what's what's some other cool features about this? Like if people don't necessarily want to just like hang out and do distance, like what do they want to do? Um, so we did the first one was boards and baskets because also at Smithville Lake, they've got these three different disc golf courses basically around. So people could go throw discs if they wanted. That year it ended up flooding. So like there was only five miles of trail available above water all of the disc golf course was completely underwater. So no one could throw discs. And it was five miles of trail that was this gross, cracky trail kind of thing. So, eh, and we had a good turnout for that. The next year we did Kendamas and that year was really brutal because it was extra hot. And dude, in all of these different iterations, whatever, like there's always something would go wrong. Dude, one year I forgot my freaking hydration bag. So I had to drive all the way back to get one year. I forgot my skateboard shoes, dude. Classic. Like I had flip flops the whole time, like chilling and then skate shoes right next to the door. <laughs> um, it was brutal. 
brutal, brutal, brutal. But this year was really, really cool. And every year we've tried to raise money for the Shroppers Union, basically, because um, we use those Shroppers Union funds then to buy helmets and equipment, safety gear for our That's stoke really clinics. Cool. So I guess Shroppers Union. I think we're about to run out of time. Um, yeah, we don't have enough time to talk about the union, I don't think, in its full glory. Give it the time it deserves, right? But real quick, you're the president of the Shroppers Union. Yes. What is the union? What are we doing? What is it doing now? It is trying to survive is what it's trying to do right now. Shroppers Union is the current mission uh, other than survival. Uh, the ideal is we've got all of these amazing leaders in our communities and a lot of these amazing leaders wanting to do really, really cool events and build communities. And there's not a lot of resources out there for those people. One of the things that Noel used to say all the time was that, especially when he'd find, like when he found us, he was like, you guys are doing exactly what I want to do with the union before you even knew what the union was. Like Shroppers are Shroppers before they, there's, they, they just always tend to follow this. We want to make cool, we want to do cool shit in our communities and have fun and spread positivity, high fives of positive vibes across all board sports. You know, that's our main jam. And if we could empower these community leaders to be able to do that and to do that in a safe way and build our communities, that's our, our major, uh, major focus. I think that's incredible. And I remember, you know, hanging out with Noel and when the union was first starting up and how, how much traction it was able to get, you know, there were chapters all over the country, chapters starting yep. internationally too, right? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We just got, uh, we just, we got a chapter in the Czech Republic just, just here recently, dude, that guy's been killing it, man. Repping hard. That's so cool. And, and slinging them high fives and positive vibes. So Shroppers Union, we're going to do, we'll have to do another, another session for that. I'll have to book some time with you. And we can do Joseph Burnham part two, the Shroupers Union effect. Booyah! And that'll be fun. Hell yeah. I guess before we sign off, before we let you go, is there anything you want to get out there that we didn't cover today? Maybe it's not even related to skateboarding at all, but is there something you want to say? What else is there but skateboarding? <laughs> fair, <Oops>. fair. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Uh, man, get off your phones, get off social media, and go and skateboard. Like, seriously, if, if you're angry at a Facebook comment on a Facebook forum about longboarding, instead of going out and longboarding or skateboarding, then, then just, yeah, shut the, <laughs> shut the crap off, dude. And go out and skate, go out and skate, I go out and it. skate with your homies. And if your homies can't skate, then help them get there. It sound, yeah. If your homies can't skate, then you either have extra skating to do or, teaching to do yeah you you got a lot of work to do you got a lot of work to do dude a lot of work next question before we let you go where are we going to see you next what's the next thing for joe oh uh, uh, this year has been the past two years have been extra challenging um so i have this year especially i'm gonna pretty much stuck to the kansas city area i can't really go out and i won't unfortunately be a broadway bomb this year which is a bummer i freaking love broadway bomb oh my it's an god amazing dude event. it's my favorite thing to do every single year oh my god so the, the big thing this year is just you know keeping the shop rocking um we were we were making skateboards there for a while under pocket change that was really really cool um you know we, we need to find a new space 
to that. So uh, that's kind of stressful, but uh, um, just keeping it moving, dude. That's that's where I'll be in Kansas City this year. So if if anyone wants to come and play skateboards, dude, first Sundays are guaranteed pushes. Second Sundays are guaranteed stoke clinics, and third, fourth, fifth bonus Sundays, uh, hit me up and we can skate because the shops open like Monday through Saturday. So I gotta be there. Well, you've pointed out clearly that they you're doing stuff out there in Kansas City area, and that there's plenty of pushers and. Plenty of places to skate. There's there's never enough pushers though. There's never enough never enough, never enough. homies to skate with. That's that's why we yeah. work so hard is we want more homies to skate with. We want to go to cool places that have amazing traditions like New York City and stuff like that. Like and and get to participate in those pretty unique, amazing experiences, man. Like even if you don't win. What a, what a, what a deal. Dude. I mean, your nine-year tradition of the skate clinics is really impressive. So, Pat, you know, kudos to you for that. Thanks, man. I love, dude, I love doing them. They're so much fun. I mean, They're the ridiculous fact that your fun. community has been able to, to hold that together for so long is just as impressive as, as Broadway Bomb, honestly. Like, really good job. You know, it'd be cool to one day have that 20th year of of uh stoke clinics that'd be that'd be pretty red just one day at a time dude just one month at a time you can't get there any faster no exactly exactly dude it's just that's that is that is probably the the real deal like like as much as you know okay business isn't as good as we'd like you know like i said it's not good as we like but that's why we work so hard and there's some cool stuff we can still do there's cool stuff out there to be done and the more people doing what they can with what they got like i said we're not a fancy shop man but i love love skating with my community and so doing fun events and maybe skirting some rules a little bit is uh is kind of a no-no but whatever i i love being able to do it dude and i get to keep doing it longer i get to keep doing it one more month bet like let's go one more month let's do it and then next month sweet i get to do something else but yeah, yeah. it's a cool gig so with that any social media any sort of i mean you just said to get off social media right but it's we're, yeah, get off social media and go skateboarding. Um, no, no, only get off social media if if you're not if it's not yeah. serving you, man. Like you can you can use it really really well to to help communicate what you're about and what your community is about if that's what you want to do. And do you have a handle that, that you want to plug? Yep. So we've got uh we've got basically Burning Spider Stoke Company, Burning Spider Stoke Company on Instagram, Burning Spider Stoke Company on YouTube. Our YouTube channel has been one we've been working on a lot. Burning Spider Stoke Company on Facebook, Google, Burning Spider Stoke Company.com as our website, direct link to Discord from there. But that's probably yeah, that the Discord are the biggies, I would say. Awesome. And then Instagram, YouTube. Check out that YouTube channel. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. We're not very serious people, so uh there's a Lots of cussing, just silliness. That uh, that is what skateboarding is uh, is about to us. I'll make sure to throw those links with the with the episode, and people will see them. Thanks, dude. But honestly, Joe, thanks for coming on. You've delivered more than I even could have asked for. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, look, you let me know, we'll make it happen. Absolutely, every single time, for sure. <laughs> awesome, thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs>